on the radio with me this morning is one of the original sponsors of the Empowerment Scholarship accounts. He's a former state senator, and right now uh, he is heading up the largest school choice organization in the country called the American Federation for Children. A great guy and a great friend and a a great public leader. Uh, Please welcome with me uh, Steve Smith. Hi, Steve. Well, good morning, Matt. Appreciate it. And, uh, and and let me just, you know, thank you. I mean, you were one of the, the very early pioneers of this movement from your days in the legislature and in Congress. So thank you for, for literally getting the ball rolling on this effort. And uh, thank you for all you've done and what you continue to do. Steve, can you please walk the listeners through um, what was the original legislation that you sponsored? Uh, what kids did it apply to? Why uh, did policymakers such as yourself believe that it was important to do that? And what is the law now? And and uh, and then I'll have a couple of other follow up questions. And, and and why did you do it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was back in 2011, my first year in the Senate, and and the and the talk was families need more options. It, it's been you know Ronald Reagan has been talking about this since the 1980s. I mean, it's it's just one of those fundamental truths that nobody knows their kid better, and nobody has that kid's interest more at heart. Than, the, than their mom and dad. And so what we did back in 2011, we started this ESA program, the Empowerment Scholarship Account Program, but it started with special needs families, it went to military families, it went to kids in failing schools, it went to kids on tribal lands, right? And it kept growing until last year, Governor Ducey and the legislature, Representative uh, Bentoma and others said, we need to make this available for everyone. And it just morphed into what we now call the universal ESA, the universal where every single mom and dad or guardian listening to our voices right now in the state of Arizona, if they have a kid in the K-12 system, all it means is you, mom and dad, can reach into your tax bucket that you spend your tax money on to fund education, and you can control those dollars now. If you would like your kid to stay put in the public school, do just that. But if you want to use those dollars and say, no, I want my child to go to, to this private school or to learn at home or to hire tutors to come to my house and teach them one-on-one, to do online learning, whatever it is that you want to do, you have now the freedom to do it. So, uh, Steve, what about the critics that say that this is going to decimate the public schools? And what about the critics who say that there's really no oversight for the program? Well, as it's always been, there's no better oversight than the moms and dads. Moms and dads, again, know what is best for their kid. They know what their children are learning. They know what they want them to learn. They know the morals or the values that they want to learn in their school or the curriculum they might want to have or or whatnot. And by the way, when it comes to accountability, it's their money. You know, it's funny. Everybody says, well, government money and government money. Government doesn't have any money. <laughs> government only has How our true. money. How true. That's right. So, so, so let the families use their money and make their decisions. So, so Steve, what about what what about some mass exodus from the uh, uh, from the public schools? Do we anticipate that's going to happen? Well, what's interesting there's there's just shy of fifty thousand kids in this program. There's one point one million K twelve students in Arizona. So, less than so, if we do the <laughs> Listen, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty small. Less than one percent, right? So that's right. So fifty thousand of over one point one million, I would hardly call the decimation of the public school system. Matter of fact, during COVID, in the one year during COVID, when you know during twenty twenty and all that, 
the, the Arizona public schools lost about 50,000 kids. Okay. 50,000 kids just didn't show up, you know, to school. Well, I didn't see here any schools closing down or any principals being fired, right? And so, uh, so, so I, again, I think it's a, I think it's a big red herring. At the end of the day, however many families use it, it's their right to use it. So, Steve, um, going forward, do you see that uh, there'll be a lot more private schools? Uh, because is there the capability right now t- to meet all of the demand with the current private schools, or, 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 or are we going to need to see some new private schools come into being? You know, I, I think where there's demand, supply will always exist. And so the more and more families that are saying, whoa, 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 wait, this is real? You mean I can really do this? <laughs> and there's no, right, no matter what income I'm from or what, what you know, failing school neighborhood I'm in or, or whatever, you know, whatever my background is, I can access this? And when they find out, yeah, you really can, I think the demand will continue to rise. And when the demand rises, whether it's private schools expanding, whether it's homeschool co-ops expanding, or micro schools, or pods, or, or right, I mean, uh, you know, online learning, all forms of education will rise to the top. And the great thing is, and studies have shown this, where there's more school choice, the public schools actually get better. You know, because when more competition is introduced into the marketplace, well, the public schools are saying, well, wait a minute, we got to keep up. And every kid is for the better. And Steve, we're out of time, but, you know, competition is the one thing that always, always makes a better product for a lower price. Uh, we've seen it in the marketplace. Uh, competition uh, makes uh, better technologies. Uh, co- competition uh, puts the customer in the strongest spot. And the customer being the parent, I completely agree with what you're saying. Who has a better knowledge of the needs of that child than the parent? Certainly not some nameless, faceless bureaucrat. That's right. Amen to that. And the last thing I'll say about that is, and the parents' voices were on display earlier this week and, and late last week when Governor Hobbs made her budget recommendations. You saw parents descend to the Capitol, hold a rally, hold a press conference. You had people, parents like Becky Green and Stacey Brown and others, hold press conferences with the hundreds there saying, don't take away R-E-S-A. And I want to acknowledge those parents, thank those parents, have those parents keep fighting and fighting and fighting because they will fight for their kids. And one last thing before you go. I I know we're out of time, but I think I remember you saying that you were meeting with uh, one of the African-American pastors in the state, and he made the comment that this is really the civil rights issue of our day. You know, Matt, you're 100% right. There's so many minority voices and, and minority leaders, not just in Arizona, but we had we had a gentleman who's 90, 93 years old out of Alabama who marched with MLK in the 1960s. And when this debate was going around this legislation, he sent a personal video from Alabama to the state legislature wow. and their governor saying, this is the civil rights issue of the day. Pass this bill. Well, thanks a lot, Steve, and keep up the good work.